0: On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green.
1: Marketing guy is my dad. First he helps people with with marketing magic. Next if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best.
2: Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Seth Green. Today I have the good fortune to be joined by Jeremy Reeves of jeremyreeves.com, a marketer and copywriter extraordinaire. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm uh, I'm glad to be here.
2: Awesome. We are glad to have you. Let's go back in time. I know you didn't start out as somebody who can tripled conversion rates or help someone six times their personal income or three to five times their fees. So, how did you get started?
1: yeah, so I actually got started. Um it's actually kind of a funny story. It was totally um out of the blue. I was uh, in my kitchen and I was looking through the mail, and <laughs> I actually got started with a, a direct mail letter. um there's I still remember it was for a copywriting course. um there's there's a big in the copywriting uh, industry. there's one of the one of the biggest training companies for copywriters uh, is is a company called a w a i. And, um, you know, I got the letter and it said, can you write a simple letter like this one? You know, that was the headline. Yep. And I was like, sure. You know, I like writing. Uh, now before this, I was, I was doing like affiliate marketing and network marketing, that kind of, that kind of stuff, like a lot of beginners do. Um, and, uh, so I was like, you yeah, know, I kind of have a, a foot in this a little bit and I like writing. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it out. Uh, so I did that. And, uh, and I'm still, that's, that's still kind of like the core of what we do. But, um, I, I realized over the years that, uh, my, uh, strategy, like marketing strategy, mind is just as good um, as as copywriting. So we kind of blend those two a little bit, and that's that's kind of how we came up with like you know you know work on sales funnels for clients. So that's what we specialize in now.
2: And obviously, there was uh, some time between mm-hmm. when you got the can you write a letter like this one in the mail and the status in the industry and the amazing results you've been able to mm-hmm. achieve since then. Talk yes. a little bit about the journey. Yeah,
1: yeah. definitely, definitely. So. I would say it, it probably took. I'm trying to think, maybe around four years or so um, to really like start where people, you know, they, they'd come up and um, and I'd get on the phone with people and they're like, oh, I'm so excited to talk to you, like that kind of um, that kind of like status, you know, that's kind of like when it hit me. It took about four years of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, started off it was it was just you know, doing copy for anybody, um, you know, writing articles It kind of took on like anything that was there, you know, Um, like most people do. And that's, you know, a fine um, position to be in in the beginning because you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to establish a client base, you're trying to get some experience under your belt and that kind of thing. Um, What what really made it take off for me uh, was doing things like this, actually, you know, getting in front of uh, one of my strategies uh, for really... You know, increasing my credibility and demonstrating my expertise and, and really like getting my name out there um, has been has always been uh, f- figuring out like in my head, and I always tell my clients this is look, if you want to you know boost your authority, figure out who your customer is first, and then the second thing is, okay, where's your customer putting their attention? You know, um, so for marketers, it's uh, a lot of blogs. You know, most of the most of my clients, they're they're voracious readers. You know, they're always looking for you know new strategies, new tips, new tricks, all that kind of thing. Um, so they're listening to uh, webinars and podcasts and reading blogs and that kind of thing. Um, so that's where uh, most of my success has come. Was saying, okay, well, that's where their attention is. So that's where I'm going to go. You know, um, so I get on podcasts like this. I do webinars with people. I do guest articles um, on, on a lot of like big sites. Like, um, you know, I actually have one going out uh, next week. I think it is maybe this week. I forget uh, with marketing profs. I think they have know, like 100,000, um, you know, subscribers that that read that. And um, I've done stuff for Kissmetrics and Crazy Egg and Visual Website Optimizer and like all these places that I know my customers are at, you know, um, so that that was kind of like the You know, that that was a big moment for me was that was the tipping point, um, which really I started noticing um, my name coming up in a lot more conversations, (laughs) essentially. Um, But, you know, I mean, it took time. It took, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of articles and podcasts and webinars and things for that that momentum to really um, hit.
2: Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. And I can certainly relate to that. What do you wish you knew when you started that, you know, now?
1: Um. I wish I started scaling earlier uh that was always uh, it, it really honestly for me you know and it's it's kind of um it's kind of ironic because when most clients come to me, they want to they're in whatever stage in their business um, whether that's, uh, kind of going, I mean, I don't really work that much with like in the beginner, beginner crowd, but, um, people that are already have some success under their belt, maybe a couple hundred thousand, something like that. And they're trying to get to seven figures or people that are already at seven figures. Um, they're already doing really well, but they're trying to like maximize everything. Uh, that that's kind of like my typical client. And, um, I never really, wanted to scale that much just for my own sake like i i i'm really really big about time freedom and flexibility and that kind of thing um so i you know i've i've kind of figured out ways to maximize my own personal income while without you know being super stressed all the time and working all the time and, and that kind of thing so that that's like my my focus but it's kind of funny that uh you know my business is set up very differently than a lot of my clients, although, although I'm starting to work with a lot more clients that are going after that. Um, I actually I actually worked uh, with a client or um, well, working with a client that uh, she, was, she was a couple million, I think about three and a half million or so. And she actually said, um, let's figure out a way. I don't even care if I lose money. I just want to work less, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, uh, we figured out how to set up a sales funnel for her that did that, you know, took a whole bunch of things off her plate and, uh, and that kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would say, you know, if I, if I could go back, um, I would have started working on paid traffic earlier, you know, um, kind of get a foundation in place and then, um, of doing like podcasts and things like that. And then, but also, be taking that money, the excess, uh, you know, revenue that I had from that and putting it into making a paid traffic funnel, um, work and, and building my list and that kind of thing.
2: That is great advice. What I, I mean, I know we learn a lot more from avoiding people's mistakes that might be easier <laughs> to avoid than just emulating their trying to emulate their success. Yeah. <laughs> what, what have been some of your biggest mistakes and what did, more importantly, what did you learn from them?
1: Yeah. So, um, one of my biggest mistakes I would say is, um, is not not focusing on leverage enough. Um, so, it's two big ones would be um, one would be not focusing enough. The other one would be not uh, not looking for the leverage points enough. So, um, the focus. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm I'm like most entrepreneurs. You know, you something new comes out, you want to do it. You know, you're always chasing the, the shiny uh, shiny object uh, once I stopped doing that and said, okay, for the next, I usually do, uh, do things in like in 90 day, uh, chunks, you know, like 90 day sprints. Uh, that's kind of, that's kind of how I am just in life personally, even working out. It's like, I don't like real long workouts. I like really, really hardcore short workouts when I'm done. Um, it's kind of how I take my marketing too. I like to do really, 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 really focused activity on one thing for a short amount of time and go full at it and then see how that does and see if, um, if it was kind of a dud and we should just, you know, scrap it or if we should keep, you know, put more effort into it. So uh, the one would be focus. And um, the next thing would be not focusing uh, early enough on leverage. So I was always doing um, I was kind of just doing done for you. And that's hard to uh, it's hard to scale. You know, it's it's possible, but just it's, it's not in my wheelhouse, you know, um, for because you have to there's a lot of logistics that goes on with it. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to scale because, you know, if I were only to do it, there's only one of me. And then if I were to bring, uh, you know, employees to help me with it, um, then it's, then you, you kind of fall into that whole trap of like, well, you know, the, the quality is not as good as what I do. And even if it is, it's like, you know, in, in my head, it's not, (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I would, I would say I would have focused earlier on, on more things that I could leverage, uh, which is more like products, more, uh, coaching, things like that. And even even my own side projects.
2: Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. What do you like best about your business?
1: I like um, the flexibility and the time freedom um, that I get from it. You know, I'm uh, I'm not one of these guys. And, you know, everybody's different. There's there's really no right or wrong, wrong way to do it. Um, but there's there's kind of the side uh, like the you know the lifestyle business side, and then there's the side of no you know don't do the lifestyle. You have to just work until your eyes bleed and and you know uh, amass this you know hundred million dollar company and, and that whole side. So I definitely go more towards the lifestyle side of things. Um, I have I have a wife. I have two little boys, or two and four, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, and I I have a lot of um, I we have a really really active social life. We're going out with our friends all the time. We have. Uh, all kinds of hobbies um my my wife has epilepsy and my son my older son connor he's um he's four he has autism, so we have a lot of um extra responsibilities i guess we should say um so for example you know, my wife with epilepsy, when she has a seizure, she can't drive for six months. So I'm the only driver for a family. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's, you know, plus there's extra uh, doctor's visits for both of them, um, that kind of thing. So I'm, um, I've am i always built my business. And even when I first started it, I, I told my wife, I'm like, look, uh, I'm building my business, you know, so that I can work from uh, roughly, you know, six to about three once in a while, like four, um, but it's it's kind of rare actually. Um, usually six to three, uh, weekend mornings once in a while if I'm really excited about something um, or just those cases, like every once in a while I'll be working with a client and things just kind of you know hit the wall and, and you just have to get done. You know, something gets pushed back or there's a big launch on a Monday morning or something like that. And you just, I mean, you just have to, you know, suck it up and do it. Um, but that's rare, you know, um, and I, I've always built my business for that. And I think I've done a good job of it. You know, I've gotten rid of the, there are a lot of times, you know, it's coming up on summer now. It's the, it's, uh, you know, the end of March here. Uh, so it's coming up on golf season soon in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's, I mean, it's technically open now, but, um, it'll be more, you know, golf season, uh, more than like April, May. And, uh, so there'll be a lot of Fridays where I just, you know, I, I get a lot of work done in the morning and I eat lunch and I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go play around a golf. You know, and just and just take a beer up to the golf course and go play golf and then come home uh, while they, you know, uh, do that while the kids are napping, come home, play with the kids uh, and, and that kind of thing. You know, so that's uh, that's definitely what I like about it. You can make tons of money um, and, and all of that stuff, you know, take care of like the financial stuff, um, but also not be like super stressed all the time and, and be working constantly. And, you know, and, and that kind of thing.
2: Absolutely you've achieved so much success over your career. What do you attribute your success to? Uh,
1: consistency, I would say, you know, um, I think consistency is very underrated, you know, um, and, and I've I've actually talked to a lot of clients about this. I was actually just talking to a guy um, a couple of weeks ago about this. And, uh, and I said, you know, like, how are you guys doing so good? Because he was like, oh, this is messed up, and this is messed up, and this is messed up, and this is messed up. And they're, they're like a multi-seven-figure business. Um, and, and honestly, I, I work with a lot of um, seven-figure businesses, a lot of businesses that a lot of people listening to this would know. And it's amazing. Um, I'm not even surprised anymore, but it's amazing um, how screwed up most businesses are (laughs) and how many, just how much chaos is in a lot of really successful businesses and how many um, holes there are in their funnels and and that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I would say consistency, you know, it's just, you know, getting in, doing the work day in, day out, just getting your name out there, getting your name out there, getting your name out there. And eventually you just hit, you know, like the snowball, uh, you know, the snowball uh, theory or, or, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's, once the snowball goes, it's so much easier to keep the momentum. Um, So I would say it's just, you know, doing things. I always focused on, uh, you know, what are my clients hiring for, hiring me for? So if you're, you know, if you're in a service business, you know, what are, what are your clients actually hiring you for? And then if you're selling a product, you know, what are your customers actually buying your product for? What's the end result that they're looking for? So I always thought of that, and then geared all of my marketing around that to um, provide a lot of proof. You know, so I'm t- I'm constantly talking about the various case studies and um, things like that, demonstrating my expertise, uh, things like that, to get people that once they hear about me, it's, uh, you know, people when I talk to most people on the phone. It's usually, hey, Jeremy, you know, um, we already know that we're going to work with you. Um, we just want to know like, exactly what you think um, we should do and then how much that's going to cost and how long it's going to take. You know, that, That's most of the conversations, and that's because I'm out there in so many different places. I have a lot of uh, poles in the water, if you will, uh, and every, like, as soon as somebody comes into my funnel – it's proof, 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 proof. You know that's that's a really, really, really heavy focus of mine. Um, and even when we're building other people's funnels for them, you know, it's all about the first thing we look at is all right, what proof do we have? You know, um, because people buy. That, I mean, that's you know, there's various reasons that people buy, but uh, one of the big ones is proof because you know if you can prove to somebody they're coming to you uh, because they have a problem and they think or they hope that you had that solution. So if you can prove to them that you have that solution and it's actually going to work for them, um, you know, the, the better you can show that, the more of a chance you have at uh, making that sale, you know. So um, I, I would say, like, those two things combined is consistency, just constantly, you know, hustling, going at it, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and proof, you know, uh, having a lot of proof, getting really good results that you can talk about. Um, because people, you know, if somebody comes to you and they want to hire you or they want to buy your product, and they're like, "Hey, you know, who, who, like, have you uh, helped?" You know, and you're like, "Oh, well, um, I don't have any, you know, testimonials or case studies." It's like, you know, nobody wants to venture into uncharted territory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, nobody wants to be the first one because it's, it's, you're more of a risk. So the more results you can show people, uh, the less risky it seems uh, in the in their minds. You know, so I hope that makes sense.
2: Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Uh is there anything that drives you crazy about your business?
1: Wow, oh, that's a good one. Um I've never been asked that question. Let's see. I would say one of the things that kind of drives me nuts. Um so I'm, you know, if everybody you know, my, my business is mostly uh there's a lot of done for you, but we're we're starting to move into more um coaching and products and I have side businesses and I have revenue share deals with, with some of my clients, that kind of that kind of thing. One other thing that's uh, that's always driven me nuts was, now our our fees are not you know they're not cheap at all. Um, You know, minimum fees are usually I don't know maybe in like the five thousand dollar range up to I think our highest um, that I've charged for one funnel was like sixty grand. You know, um, which is which is rare. That's that that hasn't happened very often. Um, I think twice over my career, but uh, you know most are like in between like the maybe. 10 to 20 or so range. So it's, you know, it's not uh, a small amount of money. And I've had a lot of people who would pay that amount of money and then fight me over the decisions that I'm making. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, here's, you know, here's 20 grand to help me build this funnel. And then I'm saying, okay, we should do this and this and this. And they're like, Oh no, I think you're wrong. And I'm like, well, I mean, why would you even, you know, (laughs) why, why why are you hiring me? (laughs) If you're just going to tell me that you think I'm wrong. Um, So mostly in that case, I'm um and my clients always I tell them right in the beginning, like, look, you know, when you work with me, I you get my full honesty. You know, my wife knows that, you know, she knows if she asks um how something looks, she's getting my full honesty. You know, um and, and I expect that from her too uh but you know any and all my friends it's like you know they ask me a question they know they're getting um uh you know an honest answer and uh, and i'm not, but I'm not one of those like belligerent people that they you know they make you feel awful if it's, if it's a bad thing. um I always try to soften the blow a little bit, but um you know so when that happens, there's kind of two two ways of handling that. Number one, um, is, is kind of bringing it up and saying, Hey, look, you know, you're the one that's trusting me. Like you you gave me your money. You should kind of trust me for that. You wouldn't, I don't think you would have given me that money if you didn't trust me in some level. So I'm asking you to like, give me that trust. And if it doesn't work, I'll go back and fix it. You know, I will, um, like if we try this one, whatever it is, this one approach that I'm saying, and it doesn't work. Look, I'm happy to say that I'm wrong. Um, and go back and fix it, you know? And, and the other one is, Hey, why don't we, like, if this is a small thing, maybe it's over like a headline or something like that. Um, I'll say like, Hey, all right, well, how about we, how about I do mine? You know, we'll also do yours and we'll just split test them against each other. And whoever's right is, is right. And we'll go with that one, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I, how I handle that. But yeah, that's, that's one of my big pet peeves, um, is that, and then, um, and then also people not, not taking action on things like there. I can't tell you how many, how many entrepreneurs I've come across, who know that they need to take action on something and can't get themselves to do it for some reason. Um I've I've never been able to figure that one out. Um you know, I'm now I I might be a little bit on the other end of the spectrum. I'm um fearless enough sometimes that it's gotten me in trouble a few times. <laughs> uh, you know, for for example like with public speaking, um I just I just uh I've never really done it and I just got asked to do um a speech in front of 350 people and and I actually uh, a, a lot of people would say, like, "Oh, I haven't done it. I should start small and blah blah blah." And I actually took it because I've never done it and because I'm scared to do it, you know, because I'm nervous about it. Um, and that's to grow, you know. And I, because I, I have a a very one of my core philosophies in in business and in life is that you should constantly be pushing yourself to grow, you know. So even in my business, um, if there's something that I I'm not fully an expert in. I'm the first one to go out and say, all right, who can I find to help me? And I always look for people that it's a little bit of a stretch, you know, um, like financially to, to, to pay them, to help me figure out whatever area um, it is, whether it's, you know, whatever uh, like better branding or better like Facebook ads or what, you know, whatever the case is. Um, I always look to go just a little bit beyond my comfort zone. You know what I mean? Because if you're, you know, number one, the more you pay somebody, the more you're going to take it seriously. So the more you're going to take action. And, um, number two, it's just, I, I personally work better just you know, kind of doing it like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would say the second one is kind of people that just, you know, they know they need something and they just can't get themselves to actually do it. You know? Um, yeah, I would say those are my two
2: good answers. I know that you are a voracious learner. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work?
1: Oh, you're, oh, you're cutting out really bad.
2: What are three of the best okay. books you've ever read that have had the biggest impact on your work?
1: Yeah, that's a good, um, so one of them definitely that, that popped into my mind, um, instantly is, uh, getting everything, uh, how, it's by AJ Abraham. I'm actually about to interview his, uh, um, one of his, uh, partners, uh, right after this, but, uh, getting everything you can out of all you got. Uh that's that's one of his um books. It's it's one of the first things that I was <coughs> excuse me. It's one of the first things that I was introduced to. Um and it, it just really changed my thinking. Jay's been a, a tremendous impact on, on the way that I think. Um another one would be Anything by Dan Kennedy. Uh he he's been a huge inspiration. I and nothing no specific book of his. He's he has like thirty of them. Um, nothing specifically is popping into my head, but anything by Dan Kennedy, um, let's see a fourth one or a third one. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think, I would say something I always like to, I'm, I'm very much into, I like to, uh, to mix. I think personal development is a huge part of business growth. Um, so I would say something like. Oh, man, the third one's not popping into my head. I have so many. I've read like probably 500 books, um, probably more than that, actually. I think I have about 500 just in my basement. There. Um, let's see. third. That's book. quite
2: all right. You're good enough. Was,
1: yeah, yeah. I, nothing's popping into my head. I will um, – if you have show notes, I'll I'll think about it more. Um, yeah, nothing's popping in. Actually, you know what's a, what was uh, a really, really good one was um, The Wisdom of Ginsu. I know that's – it's, it's kind of a weird recommendation, Uh but it's it's basically about the story. Have you ever heard of Ginsu knives? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's the story of those guys and like how they built that business. Um, I know that's probably a strange recommendation because it's so like you know narrow. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely something that I would recommend a lot of people leave the uh, just the the business wisdom in that is just spectacular. You know, um, it was uh, yeah. So I I would probably say that's that's my third. It was um that had a big impact on me too.
2: Awesome. Um, for our listeners who are resonating with what you're saying and want to learn more about you, where should we send them? Where should they go?
1: Yeah, so you can <clears> – <throat> there's, a, there's a lot of things. Um, you can kind of just check out jeremyreeves.com. That's my main site. Um, but if you – I actually just put uh, a live training – or not a live training, but a, a new training together. Um, just started a new Facebook uh, campaign this morning actually. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll make a link to it. I don't even, um, I don't know the link off the top of my head, but if you just go to com slash uh, Seth, so S E T H, um, I will, I'll create a redire- uh, redirect that goes to that, to that page. And, um, it's basically, I just, in one of my businesses, my, my side businesses, um, I just figured out this ridiculously awesome, uh, upsell strategy, right? And so basically I won't say the strategy now you can, you can watch the video it explains the whole thing. But essentially, I um roughly five times my conversion rate on my uh, my first upsell after people buy in one of my side businesses. um basically by taking away the you know a lot of people do like oh one time offer, you know as soon as you leave this page, it won't be here anymore, blah blah blah. I kind of wanted to challenge that notion, and it paid off huge. so if you have uh, if you have a one time offer, I highly, highly, highly recommend checking out that video it's on it's free it's I mean you opt in for it but it's you know it's free to watch I go through I tell you exactly you know what I did um and what you can do and, and that kind of thing I think it's like nine minutes so there's you know there's no excuse for not watching it um but yeah if, if you have any upsells that you that you have um, then definitely check out that, that out and it's jeremyreevescom uh, slash Seth and uh, and then you know that'll take you to the page you can opt in you can watch the video and all that
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a pleasure having you. I've got pages of notes. I'm sure our listeners do, too. This has been Seth Green with Jeremy Reeves of jeremyreeves.com forward slash Seth. Jeremy, thanks again for your
1: valuable time. Yeah, thanks again for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.